Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup podcast. I really appreciate you listening in today. Uh, I hope you have a lot of fun. Uh, today we have a, a really brilliant panel uh, with Azim Ahmad, uh, Crystal Carter, and Arij Abu Ali, uh, three SEOs who are just so lovely, uh, but also so knowledgeable about what they do. The context for today was that we started off with this idea that um, AI could be changing the world of SEO. We discussed this theory and then for the rest of the hour, we went so much deeper into a wide world of SEO stuff, whether it was resource tips, uh, tools, or really listen out for, in fact, the question on if you had an hour to spend on SEO every week, what would you do? We had some really surprising answers, and I, I really loved the insight uh, that Crystal, in particular, gave to that answer. So I'm going to get out of the way for what is like a really, really fun uh, panel. It's genuinely one of the funnest panels I've ever run in my life, and, and I know that most panels aren't fun, but this one is. Uh, so we'll get going with that. Uh, but before, before I do, I just want to say a big thank you to this week's featured sponsor, who is Impression, who are one of the UK's most exciting agencies. They're based in Nottingham, they're a B Corp. Um, they've also got offices in London and they deliver services across strategy, PR, content, SEO, the topic of today, uh, media, paid media and CRO and do them all very, very well. They're also the hosts of our Nottingham event and the next one I'll be speaking out in person. So it'd be great to go back to Impressions offices and uh, speak there in person. So uh, do take the time to check out Impression. They're a multi-award uh, winning agency. I know that every agency is a multi-award winning agency, but Impression do everything they do so well. Uh, so do take the time to check them out. Um, with all that said, now it's time to pass over to myself, uh, who will be asking the first question to Azim, Crystal, and Arish. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Gonna pick on Arij, I think. Uh, so sorry. Uh, well, sorry, but not sorry. Uh, we we need to ask questions. Uh, and so, Arij, what do you think are the biggest shifts in SEO in the last twelve months, and how should we be thinking about adapting to them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a very exciting year, right? Like maybe scary and overwhelming in ways because it kind of feels like even like for us folks who might have been doing this for close to a decade, there's been like this massive change over the past 12 months. Um, and it can be, you know, a little bit scary to try to catch up with all of it. Um, there's tons of news coming out. There's tons of new like tools and platforms and ways of doing things. And so there's definitely a lot of change, but then at the same time, I think it's just like a nice reminder of how exciting our industry can be. Um, uh, yeah, I guess one of the main things, probably maybe around the end of last year, like November-ish time when, you know, like the rise of ChatGPT came out and then with like the big Google announcement of um, uh, BARD and how things are going to start looking and SGEs, uh, that's kind of taken us into like a whole new stream of, oh no, is everything we know about SEO a little bit different now? Um, but I feel like we're all still kind of trying to figure it out. And we have a lovely industry that's all about like knowledge sharing and kind of talking things through with one another. So it's been exciting to see lots of folks do, you know, different experiments and different case studies and, and see where things are going. So I think maybe just to, yeah, kick off on uh on a on a positive note as much as I, as I'd like to it feels a little bit overwhelming and there's a lot of things happening and a lot of change in the you know world of AI and SEO but it's it, yeah it's definitely exciting um so yeah I guess we can kind of kick into a little bit more detail now about what this looks like 100% no well thank you and it's nice to sort of even come into this chat with just like some optimism like mm -hmm. I think it can be so scary sometimes like I definitely react to change with anxiety more than than excitement and so for you to uh put us on an exciting spin is is a really reassuring thing so thank you so much i mean crystal i know that wix have been doing i think i might have forgot to say and crystal carter here because i got excited about uh, saying about azim there uh, <laughs> uh crystal you've been doing bunches at wix with ai and and stuff like that so has ai like changed the game in seo and if so, how? And if not, 
uh, why not? <laughs> so I think that with, with regards to this, I think we need a little bit of perspective. Um, the generative space has evolved, but it's not been introduced in the last year, um, you know, the, the featured snippets since they're since they were invented were powered by AI. They've always been powered by AI the whole time, um, mm. and they and they use generative techniques. So if you have a if you have a a blog that is using um, that is using headers, for instance, sometimes the featured snippet will show the content on your on your um, on the SERP with bullets. If you have it with bullets, sometimes it will show it with numbers. If you have it in a table, sometimes it will extract parts of the table and put that onto the SERP as well. That's all generative stuff. Um, so much so that uh, a lot of folks are talking about the SGE as it's just another featured snippet. And there's some screenshots that people are sharing where essentially the SGE, you ask you ask the search generative experience, um, I don't know, uh, um, what what is a liger, for instance? I don't know why I thought of that, for instance. Um, and it pulls out, it pulls out, um, you know, something that's essentially repeating this, the featured snippet. Um, so, so that's, that's not new. <laughs> I think that's important to remember is that, is that AI is not brand new. This is not a brand new space. Um, uh, you know, Google Translate, uh, Google, Google, um, Pix, or is that not Google Pixel, sorry, Google Lens, um, and lots of the things that allow you to, that allow us to transcribe, transcribe live this conversation right now, those are all powered by machine learning and AI. Um, Wix, for instance, um, has been, has had an AI, an A, it's called ADI, um, artificial design intelligence. I said it has had a, an AI, um, web generating, uh, website generator since like 2016. Um, and, and we've recently, um, uh, announced a, an evolution of that as well, but these, these things have been around for a while. So I think that it means what that means for marketers and for SEOs is, is that you don't have to necessarily follow people who are, who are, who, if you're trying to find more information about this and for search and how you can use it for search, um, don't necessarily run to who's shouting the longest or shout, shouting the loudest, but who's been in that space the longest, um, thinking in the SEO community, a few people who've been here, um, Mike King, for instance, has been working with AI, generative AI tech for years. Um, he's a good person to follow. Um, Ross Hudgens, for instance, has been working in that space for, for a long time as well. They're good people to follow if you want to learn how to use some, some of those things as well. Um, we added some of them into, into the, into our platform. We have a, an AI, um, image generator. Again, that was, that was already there. Um, you know, when it takes, when it takes the background out of your image, that's AI powered. We added that in years ago, um, into the Wix CMS and that's, that can be useful for search as well. Um, so, so I think that, you know, follow folks who, who have been working in this space for a while, <laughs> Um, not people who are just following, like who are just jumping on the latest bandwagon and the latest, the latest bit of trend, because there's so much at the moment. And it, and I think as marketers, one of the things that's really tricky is to try to find which one is, which one will actually work um, because there's so much. So I think that, that, you know, look, look to folks who have experience with this because it's not brand new. It is something that, that we've been working with for a while. Um, Annie, Annie from PPC chat is in the, is in, is in the chat just now and she works in PPC. PPC has been inundated with AI for years. Um, so that's, that's another space to think about as well. That's amazing. Thank you so much that uh, you've got folks, uh, eulogizing about your answer there, Crystal. That's, that's amazing. And again, like a really reassuring thing in a way, it's like, you know, it's been here for a while, so it doesn't feel quite so much like an explosion. It's rather a sort of a ramp, almost in a way. You know, where where we're sort of uh, engaging with this. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting one of the panelists here, but uh, Arisha's in the chat saying, uh, "Crystal is the goat." Uh, so <laughs> 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 he really is. Um, uh, Azim, I, I want to throw this to you, bearing in mind, um, like <laughs> what uh, Crystal has just been speaking about, and also Arish, because like Arish pointed to sort of uh, the chat GPT being a sort of big thing in the past 12 months and Crystal's uh, said that AI has been going on for a long time. So it feels like summarizing both answers that like the big thing has been chat GPT rather than AI as a thing, which is really, really interesting because even that as a takeaway within sort of the first 10 minutes of the session is really useful. Um, but like, how, how do you reflect on like where we are presently uh, with AI slash ChatGPT, if we're going to be more specific based on the answers, uh, and has it changed the game at all? Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, look, thank you very much for having me. Uh, brilliant, brilliant panel. 
I'm following two of the goats in the industry. And be, before I answer your question, uh, I've been a, an audience member of this for a while, and now I'm on the other side. So publicly, thank you very much. Uh, oh, uh, I think you do get a lot of love, but I would like you to receive some more, you and the TMM team. So please, in the chat, just put, thank you, Joe, team TMM, and just put loads in more love hearts because they're just <laughs> absolute legends. Um, sorry, let me answer your question then. So, uh, how has this sort of changed the industry to slightly deviate from my fellow panelists answers because look this AI chat GPT it's been a massive thing but in line with the the theme of this season if I'm looking at things like this and I'm like a solo marketer I don't have a lot of time to look at this sort of stuff Arid has given you wonderful starting points things to look at Crystal has given you amazing people to follow who've spent years looking at this sort of stuff for me, what I think is the, is the biggest thing that, that I've noticed, and, and feel free to uh, constructively disagree in the chat, I think that with the rise of these sorts of things, I think that if I'm being completely binary, uh, marketers' mindsets have changed. So on one side of the coin, you've got, great, this new tool is going to allow me to cut so many corners and get things done so much faster, versus people who, versus, sorry, people who look at this and think, right, how can I use this? to speed up parts of my job that can be automated to free up my time to look at other areas where I've got a very good idea. I'm not saying I know, but I'm saying I've got a very good idea that AI cannot match my level of knowledge. And I think a crucial theme out of this whole uh, webinar will be expertise, which we'll probably touch on later. But as it stands currently, I'm not unemployed, by the way. I'm in the industrial... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the industrial manufacturing sector, and, and I've noticed one of the very first things I did when ChatGPT became such a massive thing was I asked it to tell me something in detail that was very specific to the industry that I'm working in. I'm not a subject matter expert, but I took the answer to a subject matter expert, and I said, how much of this answer would you trust to be the truth? I didn't tell them that it was from AI or anything else, and I think uh, after about half of the answer, it was doing okay. And then the second half, it was just as if it was made up, but it sounded real. And I think that's where AI kind of falls down. So the, the short answer is, I think people's mindsets have shifted. And I think if you're someone who has a lot to look at and you've got to look at every single channel, don't get caught up on the train of, wow, I can cut a lot of corners here. Because in the short term, you may get a lot of very quick wins. But in the long term, I can almost certainly promise you that it will come back to bite you on the behind. So don't get caught in the in the shiny object. Nice. I love that. Thank you. Go go for it, Crystal. I think that's great advice. Like don't don't use it wholesale. But one of one of the things that's great about it is if you if like I always say that you should use AI to amplify intelligence rather than rather than substitute intelligence. So um you're talking about like the like people who are using it to to do to do more um with what they have. Um, in Wix, we have a, a, a platform that lets you do, that's like, uh, lets you do JavaScript and you can do JavaScript and it's got a helper and it will give you an error code if you, if you type something in wrong. I've been trying to build a tool, trying to get a dev to build a tool for me for ages. And so I was like, ChatGPT, can you help me with this tool? Um, and, and so I put that and so I, so they were like, yeah, you do this. And I'm like, I don't know how to troubleshoot that, but I put it into the, the, the dev environment and it's like, okay, it's wrong in this way, this way, then this way. And I'm like, okay. So then I take that error message back to chat GPT and say, okay, it said it's wrong in this way and this way and that way. And then, then between the two of them, I was able to get something that worked and, and I knew what I wanted. I knew what it was based on, but it was able to, to move me closer to closer to that using, using different tools that I had similarly, like how many how many hours have I saved arguing with spreadsheets and discovering um, formulas I didn't even know about um, thanks to thanks to ChatGPT? But again, it's like it's like a, a, way, a good way to describe it is it's like if you if you have a messy a messy uh, closet and you need to and you and you want to organize your closet, buying the organizer doesn't make you more organized. You still have to put the stuff away. You still have to use it properly and you still have to like develop good habits and stuff. If you have good habits, then this is something that will help you, you know, clear data, you know, um, pull, pull, extract data really quickly so that you can use it in an intelligent way um, to organize your thoughts in a, in a more streamlined way to get better, um, to, to, you know, have more grammatically correct to have it, you know, better, better, um, better outputs, but you need to have the, 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 the thought and the, um, you know, the sentience of mind to, uh, to get the best out of it. 
hundred percent. That, that's bang on. Um, and on the back of that, Arij, like I'd be interested because like Crystal's just pointed to some really interesting examples there of like how uh, she's using it on a day-to-day basis and, and bringing it into workflows and stuff like that. So uh, bearing in mind your SEO sort of background, what are the things that you're using AI tools for mm-hmm. day-to-day uh, to, to help you not necessarily cut the corners, but actually sort of amplify everything that, that you're doing? Yeah. So I think especially if as marketers or folks who are like the only person responsible for a channel or so on, and so resource and budget can be very low, um, it can be a really... I feel like it's almost like your brainstorming buddy, right? So you can kind of go through, um, yeah, the bits and pieces that would tend to be more on the, you know, the manual side. So more recently, for example, I was, I started using a tool called Keyword Insights because I was doing like a very big piece of, it was like a content project. Um, And usually what takes me a very, very long time is after I have all of my keyword research ready, it's like the categorization of that. And so what I want is, okay, here are like the top 10 categories that I can derive from this list of thousands and thousands of keywords. Um, And again, this is an example of a tool that relies on AI to do this categorization, right? And so I don't know, two, three minutes, it was done, right? And that would have normally taken me a couple of hours at least to do. And so instead, what I use those couple of hours in is going through that list of categorization with, you know, the expert mind of, this is what priority is. This is what we actually care about. This is what it makes sense for the client. And instead being like, okay, this is what we're going to prioritize. And this is what the content team needs to start working on next. So instead of wasting the time on like, you know, spreadsheets and categorization and so on, that like a tool or AI did this for me. And instead I spent that time actually coming up with a proper content plan that the team can go ahead and, you know, work on and implement for the next few months. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe thinking about it in terms of, especially, yeah, if you're, yeah, you're like low on budget or low on resource and you don't have folks that can kind of help you with some of this analysis, you know, you can easily use like tools or that are, you know, powered by AI to, to help you with that. And instead you can actually spend and invest that time on the actual, you know, strategy of things and, and working with teams on what, what needs to be done. Um, yeah, this is usually how I find it helpful. And then on a personal basis, it's just general things like, oh, I want to pitch to speak in a conference and here's a bunch of topics I'm thinking of. Well, what, you know, from these, which one do you think are best and how can I best summarize that in a description? And, you know, oh, how can I tackle these two topics in one? And it's almost like, and then we have all of this back and forth. And then at the end of it, you're not really taking something that's copy pasted, but you've kind of, it's giving you new ideas that maybe you haven't specifically thought of. So yeah, I, I tend to find that very helpful as well. 100%. Thank you. I, I can completely relate to what you've just said, like quite often when I would be even writing my LinkedIn updates or even stuff like that, you know, this is outside the SEO world, obviously, but, you know, sort of say critique this, you know, and it will give you a few points. And even if it's not necessarily quote unquote right, it's enough to give you a second thought and sort of go, oh, that's interesting. You know, maybe I'll, I'll sort of switch, uh, switch or, or, or do whatever. Um, okay. Go for it, Crystal. Sorry. I think also from a content creation point of view, I've got the light coming in. Um, from a content creation point of view, it can be really, really useful, particularly if you're writing content for clients to, um, to help you get your get your head around their business. Mm. Or let's say you've got a new product that the team is rolling out or something and they've given you jargon. <laughs> um, uh, or, you know, like you've got an expert or something and they've given given you jargon and you're like, I don't I don't know what this is. And I don't I don't you can say like you can copy and paste in what they've given you and go, what does this mean? And I've done this with insurance documents. I think I was trying to get some insurance. I was trying to get some insurance for something and it was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> and the, and ChatGPT said, oh, it means that. And I was like, but I don't know what that word means. And um, and then it can break it down from there as well. And it it can be, um, it can be quite a sort of an easy way to sort of get or uh, to streamline that sort of discovery process and point you in directions where you might need to do, do more research um, as well. Nice. And so it really seems like based on everything you've all said so far that this this idea of it being your marketing assistant, uh, AO has just mirrored this in, in the chat, really seems to have landed. And, and it really, you know, that feels like a really, really useful way to think about it. Um, Azim, like, it feels like this question, I, I promised I wouldn't go through every person for every question, but this feels like an important one. You know, on a day-to-day level, 
how are, how are you using uh, AI tools? And um, just to pick up very quickly before you answer, I love that both Crystal and the region both pointed out that like it's not necessarily about using AI such as ChatGPT. A lot of these tools are powered by AI, but you will you may never well know. Um, and and so that's the really interesting bit as well. Um, but over to you, Azim. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, much much like Arij, uh, I use Keyword Insights as well. Uh, and I think if you're in the chat and you've not heard of this tool, please definitely check it out because versus other tools in the market, the price point is very, very low. Uh, and if you're a solo marketer, for example, or you've got a very small team and a small budget, check it out because that tool heavily uses AI. Uh, they make no secret of it, but it will save you an immense amount of time. Like Arita really said, it will, it will categorize keywords for you, put them together. It will also show you the the search engine results page the best thing that i found about this though and this is somewhere that i fell down in the past where ai has helped me through keyword insights um is it creates a great brief so if i'm briefing a content writer whether internally or externally the format that they use is just super simple even like a very young child could follow it here's the topic here's the keywords that i want to target and rank for uh, this is an idea of what sort of intent I'm looking after. So is it informational? Is it transactional? How do you want to phrase this? Uh, and it will literally allow you to ask certain questions or topics. It will create the headings for you. And I think before, pr prior to AI, um, that is something that for me, no, no shame in sharing this. Uh, this is literally a massive, massive time saver. Creating a great brief is, is subjective. I'm sure people will agree what defines a great brief. But one that's universally agreed that even somebody external could look at this and say, right, I understand what Azim wants from this. I would pay a ridiculous amount of money for that. And I've even said to the, to the people that created it who we're very fortunate to know I was like look I honestly feel like I am very much underpaying for this tool because it has saved me uh, a, a huge huge amount of time I think lots of I've given you one example there but there's a lot of a day-to-day -day working that is like very laborious or manual that you can use AI to assist you with and help speed it up which is something that I said earlier on those sorts of things will help you whether you're a solo marketer, small team, or you've got a very large team with a large website, whichever, it will help you move the needle faster in your respective businesses and industries. I do certainly believe that. Nice. I love that. Uh, thank you very much. Um, folks, there's a bunch of you uh, on the call today, uh, and there's a bunch of great questions in the Q&A feature uh, right now as well. Um, so if I could ask a favour as I head into the second half of this session it would be if you see a question that you really really like uh, make sure to give it a thumbs up that's why we'll prioritize the questions from the community so if you head into the q a uh, feature uh, give it a thumbs up then then we'll make sure we ask the the questions that sort of uh gravitate uh to the top um the the one that is gravitating to the top and is uh, it's a classic question but it's always one that's uh, appreciated by the community and we've already sort of spoke about keyword insights as one tool recommendation um but if we just go through uh quickly uh between the three of you um what are your go-to seo tools and platforms and uh what would you recommend to up your seo game so if we go for recommended tools and platforms uh to start off with um and arish if, if you'd like to start off uh yeah i mean uh i I, I do a lot of technical SEO, so I rely very heavily on a mix of uh, Screaming Frog and Sitebulb. I think using the two of them in parallel is always very helpful. Like Screaming Frog is an amazing crawler, a very, very, very low value um, um, in terms of, yeah, like price and the quality that you get from it. But then hand in hand with something like Sitebulb, which you can easily, um, you know, have repeated like weekly comparison crawls running as well. So I find that extremely helpful when it comes to like the technical SEO side of things to keep tabs on stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we like we we definitely plugged uh, Keyword Insights already uh, for a general like rank tracker. I've when I was in-house, I used to use SEO Monitor a lot, which is not one that's um, 
you know, that's uh, that, that that's known very well compared to the other big ones. But I've always found that very helpful specifically on like the, again, it was very like AI powered forecasting. And I uh, forecasting is the one of the things that I don't enjoy doing at all. But sometimes, you know, the heads off and the directors off, they just want a number. And so sometimes it helps to be able to give them a number using, you know, some kind of tool or platform in a way where, okay, that, that can be helpful. But I, yeah, I used to find that really helpful for just general um, keyword tracking and reporting and, and things like that. That's perfect. I always love the, the little notifications that. Uh... But I think just a very quick thing, to be honest, there is such a reliance on third-party tools. Mm -hmm. If you have access to Google search console, that is all you need. Nice. <laughs> that has that has your rank tracking data, that has your clicks, that has your impressions, that has so much. Like I've I've worked on clients before where we had access to nothing except Google Search Console, and that was more than enough, to be honest. So, you know, you, you can definitely find tools here and there that can kind of help you and support you with bits, but Google Search Console is free, it's there, and it already has a wealth of data. So you can easily, you know, do a really, really good job only using that. Nice. That's perfect. Thank you for saying that. Cause like, I think it's one of those things that so often uh, folks haven't set up, they just don't realize that they need to. Um, and so like, if you haven't set up your Google search console, go and do that. that that'll be something you can take away from today and, and, and your day will be made better. Um, so thank you so much, Arish. That's a, a great answer. Um, Crystal, um, I, I think Arish made a really, really great point there. So like, you know, acknowledging that third party tools may not always be the answer, but they, they, they have their use. Uh, what, what are your places? Uh, yeah, so um, so uh, I'm Team Wix, so I must just declare <laughs> that straight away. Um, and we have loads of SEO tools that are built into our platform. I won't give a full Wix like sales pitch or necessarily. However, one of the things that we do have built into our SEO setup checklist is any, anybody who creates a website on Wix is to connect to Google Search Console. That's how important it is. Um, and not only that, but it's connected to to um, to index your homepage as well on Google Search Console. Because again, we think it's really important. And we also have the tools for you to be able to track and monitor and see like and inspect your site on Google Search Console because it is that important. So, so you know, our team thinks it's super important. If you don't have Google Search Console and you haven't heard what Areach said, um, get Google Search Console, get set up, whether you're on Wix or whatever, um, get yourself set up on Google Search Console because it's brilliant. Um, the other one that I use, and I always talk about this, um, she's speaking at Women in Tech SEO in Philadelphia. Um, she is fantastic. She's incredible. Um, Christina Azarenko has a Chrome extension called the SEO Pro extension. And every time I see her, I tell her how fantastic it is. Um, it is free. And oh, thank you, Azim. Um, it is, I, it's in every presentation I ever give. It is in every time I do an audit for someone, I go right through it. Like you basically add it to your, to your Chrome bar and you can see your meta tags, your, your meta descriptions, your schema markup. You can see your, st your status codes. You can see all of that sort of stuff. It's really useful for just spot checking as you're going along. Um, and it and it's also really useful for showing clients because they don't have to go into another tool or anything. You can just see it and they can also see their headings. You can go see, do you see your headings? They're not there <laughs> or, you know, things like that, where kids like, can you see your headings? Do they make sense? And they go, no. And you go, um, yeah. So Josh, it's called an SEO pro extension. It's a, it's a chat. It's a, sorry. It's a, it's not even AI. It's just regular intelligence. Um, and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, so I highly recommend that one. I also recommend um, SEMrush. I use a lot of SEMrush. Um, again, um, our team thinks it's super important. It's built into the Wix SEO tools. Um, this, the keyword research there, there's also some great tools in there for, um, and They've got some great AI things. So they've they have a tool that is an like a content um, assessment tool, and you can use it to um, to fine tune your keywords. I use it for entity extraction. Um, essentially, if you have a, a piece of content, you can pop it in there, and you can say and you can say, oh, I want to optimize for these keywords, or you can say, what keywords do you see in this? And it will, and then, and then you can see the, the keywords that it pulls out and then you can show it to somebody else and you say, see this article, this think that this is about potatoes. It's not about potatoes. We want to make it about something else. So, you, you know, you, I think what's, what's great about AI is sometimes that you can use it as, as proof of, of what the bots think about whatever it is. So you can say, you can go into an AI tool and say, what do you think about this brand? Or like, what is a brand 
that um, that does something. So for instance, I I was looking at like Barbie. I was like, what is a good fashion doll, right? If you look up the entity for Barbie, it will say it is a fashion doll for girls or something. And to say, what is a good fashion doll? Just into chat, chat GPT without mentioning Barbie, it will say Barbie is a good fashion doll, for instance. If you think of, if you look up like, what is a, what is a good, uh, what is a good drag and drop CMS? Um, they'll say Wix is a great drag and drop CMS, for instance, that sort of thing. But if your brand isn't showing in one of those things and you can go, oh, the bots based on all of the things that they're reading across all of the web are not seeing that we're that we're there. We need to do some more work for that, um, for instance. So yeah, I use SEMrush, I use that, I use that, I use Screaming Frog, um, like Arija's talking about. Um, uh, I use Wix, I use lots of stuff. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you. That's, that's like, honestly, people are gonna be like having tools coming out of their ears right now, which is amazing. And like, just to shout out, like I'm not being paid for this or anything like that, but like the Wix team, I've, I've seen you go on such a journey with your SEO stuff as well, like over these past few years. And like folks are just like absolutely shouting about like how, what the amazing job you're doing right now, you know? And, and so like, I just want to say congratulations as well, because it's, it's really, really cool to see. Thanks. Of... I coded every single line. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. You know, it was all you, all you. <laughs> Shout out to, T to Nati Elemenic and, and Inat um, and, and, and all the, the other hundreds of people working on that. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, Azim, uh, how about you? Um, just to just to round off this question, we've had some really, really brilliant suggestions. So if, if you've run dry, that's okay. Um, but <laughs> No, absolutely. I mean, look, one of the, the wonderful things about following two of the most powerful women in this industry is that they are sense checking things that I'm going to say and if I'm going to say them they are I'm like I'm on the right lines uh but yeah I was going to mention the SEO pro extension and I think hopefully a lot of my answers today and a lot of the answers that I will continue to give and frame them towards uh if you've either got a little to no budget or a very small amount of time and then working upwards from there so yeah look very short answer if you've got a small amount of budget or time start off with Google Search Console, start off with the SEO Pro extension. Uh, and equally, if you've got a lot of budget, but you don't have an understanding of how some of this stuff works, please don't go and spend it all on a tool uh, that you are only going to use maybe a couple of the features of. Uh, and a lot of it will just fall by the wayside. It's nice to say, oh, I've been able to afford tool X or Y. Uh, but without a proper understanding of how and why you're using this, um, it could just be like a, a massive waste of time. I always say to my team, never, ever open up Google Analytics, for example, unless you know what you're looking for, because it's very easy to fall down a massive data rabbit hole and you will sort of end up so far away from where you've started. So if you've got a small amount of budget, GA, GA4, Search Console, SEO Pro Extension, and then go from there, use things like Keyword Insights. I use SEMrush, I love it. Um, and much like how... The Wix team have structured, like Ari just said, there they they listen to their their audience. If there's a feature that people want, they will go out there and find a way to include it. And also, if there's things that people don't like, they take that on board uh, and and make those changes. I can't speak for any other tools, but I think at certain price points in the industry, um, Semrush is is doing some some really great work, and they've saved me uh, a, a massive amount of time. So, if you have the budget. Do, do go and, uh, and have a look at, at SEMrush. Again, I'm not paid by them or anything else. They have various different tiers, but I think compared to similar tools in the industry, their their price is very, very affordable for small to, to medium-sized businesses. Perfect. Thank you so much, mate. Um, let's take the next question from Zara, and I'll send it to you, Crystal, uh, first. So it's the top question, so you can, you can read along uh, as we go. But uh, Zara says... Uh, I think this is a huge question in the industry right now, which is, do you think Google will penalize AI generated content if this is even possible? No. <laughs> nice. I didn't even finish the question. Like, so the rest of the rest of the question is, I worry about using tools like ChatGPT to help in blog articles in case Google implements penalization in the future. I've heard mixed opinions on this. So still no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> um, so, so LinkedIn recently published, uh, published a, a whole folder of, uh, of articles called advice, like LinkedIn collaborative articles. And the folder is linkedin.com uh, forward slash advice. I will actually put an example in the chat. Uh, this was the first time I found it. And the reason why I found it was because it was ranking for a featured snippet. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, 
And basically what it is, is it says, this is a collaborative article. This is powered by AI and the LinkedIn community. And this particular one was about dynamic serving, which is a technical SEO thing that only me and Arish care about. Um, <laughs> um, and essentially what happens is you have a question and then you have um, summaries of, of you know what the topic is. So dynamic serving is blah, 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 blah. And then they say, would you like to contribute to it? And then people put in their little two cents and things. And ideally the way these work is that they generate the like chat GPT or whatever generates all of the, the sort of in between the questions. So it's very structured to the way that a lot of people are doing FAQ. So benefits of a dynamic serving, dynamic serving does da 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 da. And all of that's AI written. And they've said that at the very top. And then it says, would you like to add your perspective? Now, when I found this one and it was ranking for the featured snippet, there were no perspectives on it. There was just the AI content. There weren't any. In, there wasn't any input from from the from the uh, from the uh, community. However, what I have seen, um, I ran it through Semrush, and Semrush is really interesting for seeing how people are how things are performing. Um, and and basically, they've been they've had these articles for a while, but they just started going up in terms of traffic significantly um, this spring. And you know why? Because Google's trying to been trying to catch up with Bing um, this spring, um, trying to make sure that they're they, you know they're competitive and they're meeting all of their their you know marks and stuff like that. Um, I've similarly uh, following this train of thought. Maybe I should do a write up of it. But but following this train of thought, I also looked up a few other things that said these were generated by AI content, and I found a few a few um, blogs who had started generating content um, in autumn. Um, you know, and it said at the top that this was this was aided with ChatGPT, this was aided with AI content, and it was sort of poodling along during that time. And then again in spring, it started going going off the charts in terms terms of traffic. You know, go, and it was a fairly small site, but going from sort of like you know a hundred a hundred a month uh, views to like five hundred a month views. And if you're running a small site, that's a big jump. Um, so I don't think that Google has any <laughs> any trouble with AI content at all. Um, I think that I think that they they want to be competitive. And I think that if you're doing it well and you're declaring it, um, then it can be it can be of benefit. Absolutely, you need to be make sure that everything is factually correct. Our team has certainly been thinking about um, uh, the way we manage AI and things like that. So, for instance, they've hired somebody to be like an AI editor. Um, and I know that other teams are looking for that as well. So it's creating new jobs in that in that way. But I do not think that that Google is going to be uh, penalizing people. And they've said they, with their helpful content update, they 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 updated their helpful content guidance and said said you know as long as it's helpful and useful, um, then that's fine. And I've talked to AI chatbots before. Then it's been useful. And I've been like, what time does this restaurant open? And they're like, it opens at three o'clock. And I'm like, do you have vegan options? And they're like, yeah, we have a falafel. And I'm like, does it come with like vegan tzatziki? Because that's what I'm about. And they're like, yeah, it does. I'm like, thank you, bot. Like, I'm gonna go get myself some lovely falafel. Like, I think you know. So I think that if it's helpful, it's helpful, and that that I think is the most important. Nice, that's perfect. Do we do we do you want to jump in there? I mean, like that was a very conclusive answer. Um, Crystal covered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no further comments. Nailed it. Wicked. Um, as as you were answering there, Crystal, it, like it became. I wonder whether like has the game changed in in the sense that I, I don't want to say game changes some sort of hyperbole, but like you know like are people gonna is is the objective still to get you know number one on Google you know like it used to be you know or or number zero on Google as it, as it may be with the featured snippets or you know are we sort of looking forward to a future sort of like the next sort of five years where like we're creating content that the AI is some gonna somehow gonna digest and, and give back to folks. You know, has has the sort of the age old sort of objective of getting to the top of Google, is that still relevant? Um I don't know, Azim, maybe if you could go first if uh if if yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh well what is the top of Google anymore is how I'll start. Um I'll praise that by saying so uh, me, Crystal and Reach, we were in uh, Seattle last month and whilst there I was playing a lot with the new search generative experience and I thought great look, how am I going to be able to use this when it comes out in the UK uh, but in answer to your question and looking forward to the next five years I, I would bring that in a little and say uh, I'm sure many of you know and if you don't know there's a like literally a court case happening today that starts uh, today uh, for the next 10 weeks in the States uh, about Google and whether they are sort of 
not illegally, but sort of, uh, I can't think of the right word, negatively monopolizing the, the market in terms of market share and search engines. And that's going to happen for about 10 weeks. So the outcome of that will be, will be uh, crucial because other engines, people who are very privacy savvy, will look at search engines like DuckDuckGo, for example, who are against them in the case and basically saying for somebody to use our search engine on certain mobile phones, it's 15 clicks or presses. It's way too many. So the outcome of that case, I think, will set a precedent for search engines in general. I think a lot of the time we focus solely on Google. Uh, but to come back to your original question, I don't think the game, I'm not calling it a game, but I don't think the aim is to, to rank at the top mm -hmm. of Google anymore. Again, if I be completely binary, I think there's a split between people who are trying to sort of game the algorithm for as many clicks as possible for, for wins in the short term. And I think there are people out there who are keen to genuinely provide informational uh, and content that's expertise led rather than too often I've seen in the past people have just like, and I've talked about this at conference talks in the past as well, people just spin up content so, so quickly and so easily using AI or whatever, just literally hammer out blogs. I was helping somebody recently that said, oh, I published 61 blogs all on May the 1st and I'm having trouble with ranking. Why is this? And I was like, okay, why 61 and why all on the same day? And they're like, oh, you know, all at once, Google will see that and love it. And I was like, probably not. And wherever you've seen or heard that, it's probably not the best thing to do. Uh, so yeah, in short, the aim of, of, of this is probably not to try and chase number one or position zero because that's not a thing anymore. And I think with these new features like SG and everything else that's coming in. I talk a lot about perspective as well. So very briefly, I'll say, look, there's features coming out now where people will often search for stuff or products and then go away and do another search and add the word reviews on the end. Google has now taken a look at that and thought and taken a look at competitors like TikTok, for example, that somebody's mentioned in the chat there saying, hold on, this thing is big and it's growing and we want a slice of that. You'll now be able to see, or very soon you'll be able to see in the search and the results page, reviews, videos everything like that from people talking about your business or your service so it's it's in your interest to try and provide what google calls helpful content and if you are doing that and you continue to do that it's much like and i apologize but i labor this example all the time i talk about related to fitness it's much like fitness it compounds the more you do it the stronger you get at it and results will happen over time they will not happen overnight so basically tldr Try and be helpful, demonstrate your expertise, and don't chase position one or position zero. Focus on what your users actually want rather than satisfying an algorithm that literally none of us know how it works. Yeah. You, you precede this at, at the beginning of the chat by sort of saying about expertise, right? And you sort of said that it would come out as a theme throughout the duration of today's session. And, and you can see how all of the answers today have all been pointed in that same direction. And, and that sort of slots everything together, really, in a sense, you know be helpful you kind of you kind of win basically you know and, and and so thank you um is there anything to add there a regional crystal um otherwise? i think from my end just the one thing i was thinking is like azim was talking as well as just the we're starting to realize more and more and more like the importance of building that brand authority of yours mm -hmm. and uh, when we were in moscon last month Mir miracle miracle uh archibong she did a brilliant talk on like the importance of focusing on brand and how much brand is now tied with all of the different SEO KPIs that we tend to focus on. And, you know, with like your EEAT, uh, expertise, authority and trust and experience is the new E. Um, a lot of the, you know, there's been a lot of things coming from uh, in terms of like best practice and things to focus on over the last few years that are all basically translating into, you know, how do you build up that brand authority and how do you, um, you know, become a, a stronger, more trusted source of whatever it is that you are reporting into. So I, I, as marketers, again, that's a, that's a, that's exciting for us to know, right? Because it means we are now working very, very closely. It's not just about, oh, we need to make sure that we rank for these keywords. No, no, no. It's more about, well, how as a brand, do we, you know, showcase that we are, you know, the experts in this, that we are, we have the authority to even be talking about this or to even be publishing that content in the first place. So definitely something to bear in mind. And it also means that we get to work with the entire marketing channel as a whole in, you know, setting that strategy together. 
100%. You know, thank you both, because I think particularly as a layperson, I I come to this conversation like quite happy to ask the the silly questions in a way, because the silly questions are the ones in my head. Um, You know, but it's easy to get bogged down in that sort of stuff sometimes and go, oh, you know, you know, I need to make sure that everything is perfect. You know, these are the 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 um, the things I need to do to make sure that my SEO blog post, you know, actually works. But actually, you know, sort of taking it back up to to the human level, uh, as as Emily is speaking about. You know, it's all about it's all about brand. It's all about people. Uh, it's all about being useful. You know, thank you both for, for that answer because that's that's really really helpful, and hopefully also uh, begins to answer Josh's question, which is the number one question in the Q and A about reviews. Uh, so I, I won't take that because I think it's been covered. Um, so we'll go to the next one uh, from Alice, um, and so. Alice asks, uh, what uh, what would you recommend doing to get some quick wins with SEO? Um, another way to phrase this question would be, if you had an hour every week to work on SEO, what would you do? Um, and I appreciate this is hard. You know, you don't know everyone's context, but, you know, if we're speaking about expertise, then this might be the beginning of that answer. Uh, so, uh, Crystal, could I come to you first? Um, I would I would do a video. Uh, so, so if you have an hour, if you have an hour, like do a video, um, of something that you are knowledge about, knowledgeable about, post it on YouTube, transcribe it, use, so you can use it, you can transcribe it from YouTube, YouTube will transcribe it for you. You can pop that into, uh, into an AI tool, for instance, to knock the transcript into shape and you can, um, and, you know, take out all of the gaps and the timestamps and all of that sort of stuff. Um, you can take that and you can a parrot AI, somebody saying as well. Um, you can take that and you can post that on on your on your website. You can take that video, you can embed that on your website. Then you can go to the video on YouTube and you can add the URL from the video onto uh, the, the URL for the, from the blog that you embedded it on under the description of of the YouTube video. Um, if you have one hour a week. Uh, do video because the other thing is that it's a, I talked about this at MozCon or whatever, but as well, but like video is something that Google is, is leaning into a lot. Um, and also you, it allows you to rank not only on the SERP, not only on, on video tab, but also you will have a video, a video thumbnail, which again, you can use AI to help you to, to get a video thumbnail that works. Um, and, and so you'll also rank on the image, image search as well. If you have one hour, invest in video. And there's so many tools to help you do that. Loom, for instance, will summarize it for you as you as you do it. We'll do it in a very high quality, um, and and you can do screenshots. You can do you can do you know speaking to camera. You can you can do lots of stuff. So there's lots of great tools for that if you have one hour to do video. That's amazing. That was a very unexpected answer. So thank you very much. I I, I did not expect that coming at all. So that's really useful. And like even uh, linking back to the blog post in the YouTube you know we've got like 200 videos we, we don't do that so like no, loads of people overlook it loads of people overlook it but let me tell you something every single video that is that is publicly listed on youtube is indexed on youtube and wow. you're and sometimes within hours like for a high for a high subscription like for big youtubers they're on google so they're so they're 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 indexed straight away and then their video goes on google pretty much like within a, within a couple of hours you can find that video on YouTube search. So absolutely put your link there because it's not exactly like a backlink thing, but in terms of content discovery and, you know, the things that Arij and Azim were both talking about, about like reaching out to other channels is an incredibly, incredibly easy, easy thing to, to add great value to, to both pieces of content. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And, you know, just to, to mirror rather than, than add anything new to the conversation, but I, I feel like everything you've spoken about so far as a brand experience in the search, you know, if these videos are appearing, that feels so rich, you know, and, and useful. You get the nuance uh, and, and and stuff like that. So thank you very much. Um, Arish, uh, do you, uh, would your answer be the same or, or do you have uh, other things to add? Uh, I think for my for my clients, what I find very helpful, if I were to spend an hour like looking into something, um, it's kind of you know doing a like spying on their competitors is something that I have always found very very helpful, like a really good use of my time. 
where then I can go and say, oh, by the way, you know, your competitors have published these pieces or have made these changes to their internal links or, you know, have changed around like the format and the layout of their, of some of their key landing pages. So I think spending an hour on your, I feel like we spend far too much time on our own website and we can kind of forget, well, what are our competitors doing? Or even going through like a manual process of, well, I know these keywords really matter for my website. Well, what does the SERP look like? What does the search engine ranking page look like? So I, you know, I I work for Zoopla and houses for sale in London matters a lot. Well, who else is ranking for houses of sale in London? And what's the comparison between their pages versus my own website's page. So even going through that manual process can sometimes be really helpful because it can give you a few ideas of things that your website or your client's website might potentially not be doing. So like almost taking it back a step and putting yourself in the shoes of, you know, your of folks who go in and visit your website and trying to understand what that user journey looks like for them uh, might help spark a lot more ideas than, you know, just using your typical type of like checklist of checks and stuff like that. So that's perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, another great answer. Uh, Azim, the problem is we're going to need three hours now. Um, but <laughs> Azim. <laughs> Yeah, look, Crystal absolutely nailed it out of the park. I was going to say a video again. Stop making me follow her, please. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I when I give conference talks, a lot of them are about audio and video. I am a big component of this because a lot of people are very uh, solo focused on text heavy blogs putting them out on your website i think you need to you should if you've got an hour every week diversify where your traffic is coming from if google just switched off tomorrow they won't uh you need to think about where you're going to get traffic to and how you're going to get an audience how are people going to buy your product service how are they going to engage with you a lot of the time you'll hear this about social media for example don't it's rented land for example don't put all of your eggs in one basket and it's the same with google my very short answer is I've mentioned this in the chat, create videos. Somebody asked in the chat, how long should they be? I couldn't give you a vanilla answer and say each video should be six minutes and 30 seconds long. I would be lying. I would be absolutely lying. The best way to do this is to create short, medium and long videos. Put them on your website as well. Embed them from YouTube. Use the analytics to see how much of your videos people are watching. Only you will know that your audience is completely different to, for example, my audience would be different to Joe's, would be different to Aridis and Crystal's. Give your audience what they want. Whatever you read on the internet, a perfect video should be seven minutes long. Took that in the bin. Doesn't mean anything. Create short, medium and long videos. Put them out on multiple different channels. Uh, and it's the same with audio. The, the tool that I mentioned was Audacity. That's completely free. You can use that uh, to record an audio snippet. Literally, many people have got websites full, full of blogs, full of text-heavy content. Find your best performing one. Find one of the key facts and figures in there that people are looking at. Just say, for example, I've done it with a stop smoking campaign. Did you know 96% of people quit and stay quit when they use this service? Say that. I haven't got the best voice at all. I've got a horrific accent, but it works. Uh, put it out there. Diversify where your traffic is coming from. And honestly, you will be onto a mass massive massive winner like i said this compounds over time seos in the past we used to talk about chasing the long tail longer queries this is very much similar you're not going to get a million visitors overnight but i think if you diversify where your traffic is coming from and how they're coming from uh, how they're arriving to your website it's a massive massive winner and if you don't believe me something that i labor loads is if you look at most news websites now most of them at the top Instead of allowing you to read the article, you can press play and have AI summarize it for you. Sky News, for example, are massive at this. They know that people aren't going to spend loads of time on their website. And whatever you think about Sky News, if you're in the UK, for example, their content creation is absolutely bob on. They'll do loads of short, medium and long videos. They'll do AI summaries on the website. Now, they understand, and feel free to disagree with me in the chat, but I think one of the things that we all forget is us included and our audience, we are not just on a laptop, for example, watching this webinar. How many of you right now are looking at your mobile phones or browsing social media at the same time or passively engaging elsewhere and hopefully following a region crystal and telling them that they are absolutely incredible people and you, Joe, but you've already got six million uh, audience. <laughs> but in short, I've waffled on for a long time and I'm taking time away from awesome people diversify where your traffic is coming from if you've only got an hour uh 
create video, create audio, create different types of content and leave text alone for a while because you've probably got a website full of it. Nice. That's phenomenal. Thank you so much. Like, honestly, like, uh, as we're drawing towards the end, like, can I just like pay homage that this sounds like you know like a, a very formal way of saying that you are all amazing like you've all been like absolutely nailed in with your answers like no you are joe <laughs> it's so good so thank you like um it's it's been absolutely phenomenal um let's take the last question from rebecca because i think it will be the one that um you you've all been amazing so far giving tools and recommendations but let's bring it together into one question so rebecca says um not an seo question specifically uh but how does everyone especially generalists keep on top of changes i try and schedule time for reading podcasts etc but it feels like there's so much and so the thing that i'm going to take from this question is like if you were to pick like a couple of resources like your top couple of bits which you like you know i don't have much time but I could make time for these things. What would they be uh, for you specifically in the in the SEO arena? Um, just because that's what we're here for. Um, Crystal, I can see the smile and like the. I, I don't know whether that's anxiousness or eagerness, but I'm gonna like, I'm I'm gonna go to you first, but also allow you to plug your own stuff because I, I think it's. I'm pretty- just I'm just hoping to to get to Snake Azim. Um. So okay. So first of all, first of all, obviously we have a um. Wix has a weekly podcast. Um. We talk about different topics and we also cover the news on that and also recommend cool people in SEO that you should follow. We've just passed 50 episodes, so there's plenty of archive there. So I highly recommend that every Wednesday. Um. Secondly, Alita. <laughs> just just if you if you do nothing else if you if you know like I don't if you if you're vaguely interested in SEO follow Aleda she's on literally every every platform every channel um she's fantastic she's knowledgeable she's generous um she not only shares her own great stuff but she also like amplifies lots of other people's uh, great stuff she has a fantastic newsletter that comes out every Sunday at midnight um and and if you have if you have uh not, nothing nothing else I would say Aleda um there's a, a Barry Schwartz is also fantastic as well um highly recommend him he's got a Friday night a Friday morning recap that he does on YouTube that's really really useful um and takes a couple of minutes and gets you completely up to speed amazing thank you so much uh and thank you Anu for for linking Aleda in the uh in the chat as well uh, really appreciated um Arish yeah, I'm going to have to plug Women in Tech SEO, best community ever, not just because I founded it, but just in general, I promise. Uh, I mean, I love the vibe in Marketing Meetup. I have so much respect for what you're building here, Joe. But yeah, Women in Tech SEO is for uh, all women in SEO, uh, digital marketing and beyond. And we have a, yeah, we have a free Slack group. We have a free uh, Facebook group and we've got newsletter, mentorship program, workshops, podcasts, newsletter, like tons of stuff. So um, if, yeah, if you're a woman who is feeling slightly overwhelmed in this industry, this is a, you know, a judgment-free zone where you can ask all, all the questions that, that you want. Uh, and, you know, like, that's a very, very deserved shout out. And you, you don't need my validation at all. That's not what I'm trying to give, but you are like the best community builder I, I know. So there's so many people who just absolutely adore what you do. So like, absolutely check it out it's uh it's great and you popped it in the chat there as, as i speak it's uh, amazing that's wicked uh azim uh to close this out um uh the top resources uh, if you if you had to pick one or two uh yeah look again i'm having to follow these two they've given away <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look you're already a member of tmm uh if you're a woman in this industry definitely uh, go and connect with women in tech seo i've seen firsthand the amount of women who've had so many opportunities in this industry as a result of the work that Arish has done, uh, whether it's conference speaking opportunities, jobs, it is just honestly absolutely incredible to see because often I believe women in this industry are, are overlooked and they're almost definitely underpaid. Follow Women in Tech SEO, connect with them. Honestly, it is such a lifesaver. All the resources Crystal mentioned. Uh, and if you've got a click left, like everybody else, I have a podcast. Uh, it's called the Azeem Digital Asks Podcast. I've got 67 episodes, Crystal. 
<laughs> and, uh, but I think what sets what sets mine apart from many of the other podcasts is uh, I don't care whether somebody has three thirty or three million followers. I prioritize guests who I believe are marginalized. So where if you are a woman, uh, a person of color, or if you're from the LGBTQ plus community, if you identify as marginalized, I would love to talk to you. We talk about all different sorts of stuff, whether it's like PPC, SEO, social media, PR. Talk about wider adjacent topics as well, like salary transparency, diversity and inclusion, uh, wage equity, everything else. I'd love for you to connect with me there and on, and on social media. But if you had to pick three resources, I would say Women in Tech SEO, follow Aleda because she created learningseo.io that I created in there. If you're a marketer with small amount of budget time or both, that will literally help you immensely. Uh, and then check out the Wix resource hub. Hope that I've mentioned that with the correct name. If I haven't, sorry, because it seems like God, they are just having out incredibly useful content. More often than not, I'm thinking, oh, how can I do this? And then there's a blog on Wix about it. I think Areed said earlier the best thing that Wix have done is hire a team who understand how all this stuff works. So, all of those things. And uh, I've said it three times and I'll say it fourth and leave it there. If you've got a click left after all of that, say a massive thank you to, to Joe and Team TMM for making this happen because this has been incredible and I have got a furrow seat with three absolute powerhouses in this industry and uh, I just want to say on record that I love this and I love you all immensely thank you very much for the opportunity um, big old teddy bear yeah that's, <laughs> I didn't I don't need to go off camera crying like that doesn't need to be what happened <laughs> thank you um and you know thank you all um it's been absolutely sensational uh so much to take away so much to implement uh great answers fabulous questions from the community thank you all for your contributions in the chat uh you're all amazing um so thank you all so much for today and uh we'll be back next week uh, where we're speaking about the liftoff point for when folks should start investing in brand marketing uh, when performance marketing has been the answer to date uh, that'll be really really fabulous um thank you for today uh, please do take the time to check out all of our uh, sponsors impression of this week's featured sponsor and with that we'll close out have a wicked day everyone uh, and take care thank you all everyone and thank you Arish, crystal and azim you've thank been you great. thanks joe Take care. Thank you. Bye.